Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Huskies on Tap, a podcast for the Huskies by the Huskies, presented to you by Fatty's Pub and Grill, and brought to you by On Tap Sportsnet. I'm your host Brandon Suarez. You can follow me on Twitter at pdon300, and you can follow our main account at Huskies on Tap. But today, as you can hear, I'm live from Fatty's Pub and Grill. We're not doing the Rocky Lombardi show. We're here for NIU Winter Media Day, and I am joined by one of our star basketball players, Anthony Crump. Anthony, how are you today? Good, how are you doing? Hey, it's good to hear from you guys again. You guys had a busy offseason. I understand you guys were in Canada, so so let us know how the – or let the listeners know how that trip went and what you saw from the team out there in Canada. Uh, the, the trip was very good. Um, as a team, we played well together. Um, we had a lot of assists uh, the first game, really all three games. We played very well together. We shared the ball a lot. Uh, we got up and down a lot. Uh, we played fast. Uh, we played aggressively. Um, so it was just a fun experience. And then Coach talked. I'm sure you heard him talking up there. You guys have eight new players. So three returning players, you, Caleb, and Keyshawn, obviously great players in all three of you. But what did you see the most from those eight new guys? A lot of transfers. We have a couple couple four and those two on the team this year. What would you say you saw the most from the new guys? Um, the most I see from them was just a lot of trust uh, between uh, the players. Um, usually when you have a new team like that, a lot of new guys, it's hard to kind of trust guys, hard to get uh, accumulated. Uh, we're playing with them um, and just we we're passing the ball a lot. Uh, we were just feeding off of each other and uh, it just felt great to play with the new guys. It felt like we've been playing with each other for a long time. And then from your standpoint, so it's a tough, a tall ask, I guess you will, where you get that type of turnover. But where do you think you improve the most in the offseason? Um, in the offseason, I, I feel like I just sharpened up a lot of uh, the things uh, that coach wants me to do. Um, with rebounding, um, scoring, being more aggressive uh, inside and out. Um, just playing uh, fast and uh, using my, my length and my quickness uh, as a as an advantage, um, he wants me to get the ball and push the break a lot. I'm, I'm a pretty good passer, so I work on that a lot. And just uh, doing a little bit of everything. I work on everything. And for those of you that don't know, when Anthony says length, this is a guy that is probably a solid foot taller than me, but he's 6'10". I'm, I'm only 6'8". Six, 6'8". Eight. Six, six, eight. Eight. Okay, well, I'm 5'8". So I was right, yeah. foot taller than me. I, I got you standing uh, over me, but... Uh, looking into this season, so you have some great, great opportunities in the non-conference. You go to Gonzaga, play against Georgia Tech. You have the tournament down in Florida. What are you looking forward to most about this upcoming season? Uh, just playing against uh, those big teams, um, just getting our names out there and uh, showing that we can compete at a high level with the high-level teams. I'm um, also just uh, competing in the MAC. Uh, last year, we didn't do so well in the MAC. I feel like we got a pretty good team this year to where we can. Uh, finished pretty good. And then Coach Berno, when he was up there during his press portion of today, he was talking a lot about how the importance of filling the convo, the importance of getting students out, fans, local basketball fans. Tell uh, the listeners why NIU basketball is going to be a good product to watch out at the convo this year. Uh, just because it's gonna, it's a brand new team, so um, it's a whole new look. Uh, we got a, a fun play style. We play fast. Uh, we got a lot of athletic guys on the team. A lot of guys that can shoot three. So it's gonna be a fun and real energetic game. So I think students will like that. And then Coach talked also about how you know, with you being one of the returning guys, obviously one of the older returning guys too. You're going to have a bigger role. He's expecting a lot from you, expecting a lot from Keyshawn and Caleb. But where would you say your game takes off the most going into the season in comparison to years past? 
Um, I'm just it's it's gonna take off in a lot of aspects. Um, I feel like uh, previous seasons I did a little bit of uh, everything. Yeah, I feel like this year coach wants me to do a lot of bit of everything. So uh, uh, score the ball, rebound, pass, get steals, get blocks, yeah, everything. So I feel like my game is gonna take off in that way. Yeah, coach. Coach's got one of the guys he can count on. One of his vets. They did mention that you guys have something going on. Uh, is it tonight over at the Congo? So uh, yeah, we got Husky Madness uh, going on tonight. Okay. So it's a, um, it's just to get to know the players. Uh, it's a men's and women's team. So um, it's going to be a three-point shootout, um, a skills competition, um, positive dunk contest. I was going to say, you better have that thing on lock being as tall as you are. And we're going to have a concert there, too. So it's just uh, it's, uh, going to be a fun night for the team and hopefully get uh, students to come out and come to the games in the future. And then when's the first time that, outside of tonight, when's the first game that we can come out to the Convocation Center and see you guys play? Uh, this Monday coming up on the uh, 31st on Halloween. Ooh, uh, we play, scary uh, hours. Yeah, scary hours, for real. Uh, yeah, we play our first game, I think it's at 7 o'clock. So that's the first time, guys, uh, you guys be able to come see us play. Perfect. And then uh, some student questions. So what are you majoring in here at NIU? I'm majoring uh, sport management. Okay, perfect, perfect major. And then uh, will this be – you have one more year after this, or will this be your last year? I have one more year of uh, – Okay, perfect. Uh, as far as this season goes, what are some expectations that you set for yourself, things that you want to get done when you get out there? Um, personally, um, I wanted to make an all-back team. Uh, I never made a – I never got an award uh, for being in the, in the back. So uh, I want to be on an all-back team and make all defensive team as well, too. And just um, as a whole, I want to be able to go to the tournament and win the tournament and make it to the – it's the double-A tournament. Give us a chance to uh, go for a national championship. Hey, you got to you gotta shoot for the stars. And you, you won't know if you don't try. Um, looking ahead to this season – what is one thing that you think will be the strength of this team going into the season? Because, like you said, it's a brand new roster. You guys are probably the. It's like a, It's like the Krabby Patty recipe. Only you guys know what you got cooking up. We haven't seen any of it yet. But what can Husky fans expect from you this year? Um, I feel like uh, you'll expect to see a lot of threes. Uh, we're, we're a very good shooting okay. team. Uh, we got a lot of guys that can let the ball fly from any range, anyone on the court. Um, okay. So a lot of threes. And just a fast game. Uh, we're real scrappy on defense, so uh, we let our defense lead the offense. Um, so you're going to see a lot of transition plays, a lot of dunks from Keyshawn and, and me and Caleb throwing yeah. alley-oops. Yeah, they said, so, Caleb, they said Caleb put on a little bit of weight in the yeah. right spots, obviously, because he's a little bit smaller. But yeah, you guys are electric out there. and I mean, if they were going to pick a three to keep, I think they picked the right three, and I'm, I'm excited to see – we could just go, go ahead and call it our big three for this year. But of the newcomers, who has impressed you the most uh, in this preseason period? And then obviously you've had a chance to play live game reps with them. So. Um, the, the person that has impressed me the most would probably be uh, Diggy, Diggy Coit. Okay. Um, he's, uh, he's from Jersey. Uh, so uh, We know they're hard-nosed up there. Yeah. Hard-nosed for sure. But uh, I just like his, his work ethic. Every time I'm in the gym, he's in the gym. He's in the gym multiple times a day. I mean, you can tell through his play. Like, he's a shot maker. Um, I think he averaged about 30 points in his junior college a game. So, it's, it's pretty hard to average that many points. And then, us Chicago folks, we saw that we have added a very, very interesting game here for the roster from Whitney Young. 
we add Xavier Amos, 6'8", So two things. Be happy you got someone size-wise that can hang with you in practice. And what have you seen from the local Chicago guys? Um, I've seen a lot of things. I mean, he's a real special player. Uh, he's young, but he can do a lot of things on the court. He can shoot the ball. He's very athletic. I mean, he, he has a good knowledge for the game at a young age. Perfect. And then I have a couple just just general basketball questions. So do you have, like, a, a player that you see your game model it after him or someone you kind of play similar to that's in the NBA now? Um, the person uh, that I model my game after, um, he isn't in the NBA anymore. He's a the old NBA player, but uh, I always saw myself as playing like a Penny Hardaway. Okay. Just because I'm tall, Very tall like, version tall, of Penny Hardaway. Yeah, I mean, Penny Hardaway <laughs> was 6'7", so um, yeah. he, he could pass the ball. He could do a little bit of everything. So I always try to um, make my game like his growing yeah. up. And even till now, I still watch his old highlights. And then do you have like uh, a favorite NBA team that you follow? Or? Uh, my favorite NBA team, I'm, I'm a – Detroit guys, so the Detroit Pistons, even though we're not so good. Uh, but but they're coming up. You get know, Ivy, you get Cunningham. Yeah. What are you looking forward to most about kind of like, the, you know, your team that you're on is rebuilding, yeah. their team's rebuilding. Maybe you guys can both make some noise this year, right? Sure. Uh, and then from the time – so this will be your third season here, right? Mm-hmm. So from the time that you've been here uh, in the last three years, what would you say if you had to pinpoint one moment as your favorite moment as part of being an NIU basketball player? Um, my favorite moment would probably be um, last season. Um, our last game of the year when we beat Ohio. Um, one of my friends, uh, he doesn't go here anymore, but Trenton Hankerson. Love Trenton. Um, I, I, grew, my guy. I grew up with Trenton. So um, just seeing him, it was his last game here. It was a senior game for him. And um, just getting that oh, win from like, him. Didn't he have like 27 or something? Like yeah, that? He, had, he had a good game that game. So. Uh, yeah, Trenton, gonna miss you, buddy. Uh, if you do get a chance, tell him I said, you know, I wish him the best at Akron because I did see that, he, you know, you're going to have to go up against him. So maybe you got a little extra something for him when you get an opportunity to play. Um, but final final question, I guess I have, or I have two final questions. So uh, expectations for the team. Obviously, you guys see it. You, you don't pay too much attention to it, but you saw that they picked you guys to finish last in the MAC. Does that give you a little bit more of a – I guess you would say a chip on your shoulder, like, look, dude, I know we didn't play well last year, but I know we're not the worst team in the conference, you know? Yeah, yeah, that definitely added some fuel to the fire, for sure. We were already uh, heated coming into the season, but that just added a little bit of extra, you know, to it. And um, we're just looking to prove everybody wrong. Everybody that doubted us, we're looking to prove them wrong. Perfect. And then one final question, just so that our listeners can keep up with you throughout the season. Where's the, where can we follow you at on social media? Um, you can follow my Instagram at acrump underscore and uh, my Twitter at ant zero crump. Um, follow me there. Like what? Final, final, final. Since you guys will be back, what is it, three, four days to play in front of the fans? Um, just words to Husky fans that we make a trip out on the 31st to see you guys for the first time this season. Um, just come out and support. Um, we're going to put on a show for you guys. And uh, hope to see you guys there. Perfect. Well, everyone, that was – uh, junior forward slash center Anthony Crump. He joins us here at the NIU Winter Media Day. On the other side of this episode, we're going to break down uh, everything that we heard from all the coaches here at the Media Day, and then we'll also get you guys ready for this weekend's football matchup at home against Central Michigan. But Anthony, I really do appreciate you for joining me, and best of luck. 
All right, everyone. Thank you for listening to the first portion of the show where we were at NIU Winter Media Day and we were joined by NIU forward, it's forward slash center uh, Anthony Crump. And he talked about the upcoming season and all the stuff that they have planned for this upcoming season, as well as a little bit of the work that they did in the offseason. I thought it was interesting that the team went to Canada uh, to go play some games. But on this side of the show, uh, before we get into breaking down this week's football game, I thought it would be of note. I thought it would be the perfect time to spotlight the other winter sports that are about to kick off. So in total, at Fatties, of course, it had to be at Fatties, favorite place. They had, I want to say it was like five coaches. And the first person that led, which is ironically the last person that we'll go to because it was Coach Hammock, obviously with Coach Hammock's team being in season and every game being of the utmost importance. But to highlight some of what the other coaches said and important dates for fans to know just to get out to the convo and get out to a campus to support the teams. So we'll start first with NIU wrestling. So Ryan Ludwig, Ryan Ludwig met the media. Um, in his general statement, he said it's an exciting time of the year. The competition is at an all-time high. And everyone right now is trying to get down to weight and getting after it in the training room and the weight room. He said there are four home meets. There is a home meet on November 12th, a meet in February against Buffalo, which is one of the Beauty and the Beast mat, uh, meets. So we'll get a little bit more into that later in the show. They have a home meet against Northwestern and then a home meet against Southern Illinois. Uh, as far as players or wrestlers that he mentioned, uh, just to keep an eye on, he mentioned Blake and Bryce West, Javon Jones, Jacob Rye, Anthony Cialone, Caleb Brooks, Anthony Gibson, and Isaac Olenek. So some names to keep out. Obviously, we aren't a wrestling podcast, but we do obviously still want to promote what everything is going or everything that is going on at NIU. And this is one of the sports that's going to be starting up here soon. Coach met with the media and then the NIU gymnastics coach Sam Morialli met with the media as well. Uh, he said there is a Halloween inter-squad matchup this weekend. Tuesday, November 22nd is the final test before the regular season starts. He said the team is led by senior Natalie Hamm. Um, the goal, obviously, is to compete for a MAC championship and then obviously opportunity to win a regional. And then, like I said, with wrestling, uh, February 4th is the Beauty and the Beast, which is it's a combo of a wrestling and a gymnastics meet at the Convocation Center, and it'll be NIU Wrestling, Buffalo Wrestling, NIU Gymnastics, and Buffalo Gymnastics. So that's pretty cool. I didn't know. I guess maybe I just didn't realize that they had those before, but that's a pretty cool concept. And it was funny because uh, the wrestling coach said, yeah, for the Beauty and the Beast match, I'll get a chance to wrestle uh, with Coach Morreale. And then he's like, yeah, we're we're not going to wrestle. And he's not in my weight class when he got up to the mic uh, to talk coach Morreale said that so kind of a funny moment and at the end of the day you know it's always about promoting the team and the student athletes and then obviously the program and it's it's cool that they have little crossover events like that I think that's a a really cool idea and then obviously a staple here on campus coming into her eighth season NIU women's basketball coach coach uh, Lisa Carlson met with the media uh, same staff for the last four years, she said. She said the talent is probably good, or the talent is good enough to win the MAC. The culture is in a good spot to put any five on the floor, and they'll play well. And strategically, 
the, the challenge is can we put our kids in a position to have the success on the court? So she thinks with those three things, those are like the three, I guess you would say staples of her program right now that are the most like high focused areas. Um, it's a talented group. She said uh, they have the right players that are a right fit for their program. Culturally, they're in a great spot and they bring back a lot of veteran players. They return all three of their all Mac players, obviously uh, the two most notable being Asia, Asia Davis and then Shelby Coker, who she did say is in good shape after missing 13 games last season. And then some of the important dates. So they have a really good non-conference schedule. She was very excited about it. You could see her face like light up, but they open the season at Notre Dame against the top 10 team. And then they play at home against DePaul. And for our NIU women's basketball fans, they know that the rivalry goes back and forth with DePaul. And it's a good opportunity, those two teams to play uh, for our, our women's team because they are a very talented team and they were hurt by injuries last year and with a healthy team and some of the transfers that coach Carlson was talking about, you would think that they will be a very competitive team. And then also to uh, coach Carlson's daughter committed to NIU. I don't know if she said which year uh, her daughter will start coming or will start playing. I don't know if she's there already, but that's a pretty cool thing to have, you know, your daughter come and play for you at NIU. I think that's awesome. So um they also have a tournament at the Naval Academy over Thanksgiving. And then she said that the transfer portal has changed everything in the way they recruit the team. They added a lot more in veteran players than they did uh, just getting freshmen, similar to the men's basketball team. But it should be a competitive bunch. Excited to see uh, just where all the winter sports will will finish because last year, you know, you know, wrestling heads, uh, I want to say Olenek was, was like a national champion and they had a lot of players that were, that were MAC champions. And then, you know, the women's team with Asia Davis, to what she was doing on the stat sheet, she was stuffing it. That's a, a lady that has an opportunity to continue to progress off an already great career here at NIU. So it'll be great to see uh, what those boys and girls do uh, this upcoming season. But NIU men's basketball head coach Rashawn Burno met with the media and it was a good, I would say a good 20, 20 minutes of him talking about the team. A lot of new players on the team, as you heard on the beginning of the show, uh, we talked with Anthony Crump, but there's only four returning players here on the basketball team. And to just run through the roster, I'll go through the roster before I go with what Kurt, with what coach Burno said, but just go through numerically. Why not? So returning, obviously, the, the Tulsa transfer guard, Chicago native Keyshawn, Keyshawn Williams. At guard from Japan, Taku Youngblood. At guard from New Jersey, Zarek Nutter. At guard from Bolingbrook, Caleb Thornton. At forward from Nigeria, Olu. Olu Wasegan Durosini. I'm going to definitely need a, a phonetic pronunciation of his name because I don't want to mess it up, but that's about as, as good as I can get from just reading it. And then Chicago native forward from Whitney Young, Xavier Amos, guard Zion Russell returns. So there's a little bit more than three players. I think he fit with that. Guard David Coit, who 
who Coach Berno said is a, a competitor to the highest regard. Uh, he's from New Jersey. Russell's from uh, Maryland. And then at forward, Yannick Conan Niederhauser, who is from Switzerland, 6'10, 215. Also um, from Columbia, Harvin Abargawin. And then returning at guard, 6'5, 200 from Cincy, Darwishi Hunter. We also have uh, Drew Weemers, who honestly, I think he's been on the team, but I don't think he's played. Like, I think he's just been like a DNP for like the last two years. So it's good to see that he's on the team this year. And you always love a story like that. And then from Lithuania, Armandis uh, Pilantowskis. And then obviously the man in the middle, forward Anthony Brown. So a lot of new players, a lot of new faces, but Coach Berno seemed optimistic and he was very positive in his in his interview and his press with the media. And he said, this offseason was unique. We had an opportunity to take an international tour. It allowed us to get an extra 10 practices, 10 practices in. So they have eight new guys, a good mixture of international kids, local JUCO kids, and then obviously yeah, Xavier Amos. Um, they played some really good teams while they were in Canada. Anthony told me they were college teams, so it's good that they were able to match up against some other college teams. It also gave them an opportunity to spend quality time with each other and learn how to play with each other, especially with so many new players. You need a little bit of extra time heading into the season to get ready for it. Uh, they said the summer and fall went great. He said he thought that the guys took the right approach on and off the court. They have a really good core group of guys with Keyshawn and then, you know, Crump and then Darwishi and the few guys that they did bring back. Obviously, you lost Trendon Hankerson. That's a, a big loss, but hopefully some of the new guys can pick up where he left off. And then, yeah, Caleb Thornton, top four in the league last year in assists. Coach said he got bigger, faster, and stronger in the offseason. Uh, he said that Crump will be utilized in a bigger role. Uh, he also talked to the work that uh, Hunter did in the offseason. He said he increased his shooting ability and his versatility. He said he's going to add a tremendous amount of depth off the bench. And then as far as the players that they added, he likes that they're athletic players that can shoot the basketball. That's what they needed to add to the team. He also likes that they can protect the rims. So we have – a couple guys, maybe not like the tallest team, but a couple guys that are 6'8", 6'10", that we'll probably see a lot of minutes here. Um, he said that Amos is, an, is a guy that gives them an opportunity to create physical mismatches. And then he also said, uh, in the MAC, every night presents the opportunity to compete. We learn about the, a lot about the team, and it gives us a head – oh, wait. This is about the non-conference. He said every night – presents the opportunity to compete. He said, we will learn a lot about the team and it will give us a head start strategically to, to put to put everything together ahead of the Mac. So it's definitely going to help them uh, with the teams that they're playing to get ready for the Mac play. So he likes the balance of the schedule as well. Uh, last year, it was like five or six games on the road. They were gone for so long before they even played a game at the convo you almost forgot that they played there so it's good to see that and then the first game is at home against McKendry that's the Halloween game that Anthony was talking about I put an emphasis on this in the notes because he put an emphasis on it when he talked about it but so we need to do a better job at filling the seats at the convo 
He said he fully understands that his job is to win basketball games. He understands that. And he hopes that we can hold up our end of the bargain. And then the more people we get in the convo, the better hopefully we can get the convo to be one of the toughest places to play in the match. So he mentioned how, you know, when they go on the road, you go and play against Toledo, Ohio, Kent State, all these teams. They still somehow find a way to get fans in the stands. We, however, have been one of the worst attending teams here in conference as far as getting fans in the stands and creating an environment that's conducive for our players to feed off of. So us as Husky fans, similar to how I say for football, we got to find a way uh, to get out there for the basketball games, obviously schedule permitting. But as far as the team goes, he says he doesn't evaluate the team in terms of starters. He's looking for a competitive fire. So we must see who the alpha male is within the team. And then he also said they're big on analytics and big on numbers, and the numbers will tell the true story. Practice is going to dictate who gets the bulk of the minutes. And then what he wants to see from his team, from his, from his players, is to be a good teammate, be a good leader. And when you step on the floor, you must maximize your time. He wanted to push the envelope. He wanted to practice harder, and he wanted to challenge them with more tough non-conference games. So – Interesting stuff from Coach Perno. I've always liked the work that he's done. Obviously, he's only in his second year, but he seems like a pretty positive guy and a guy that knows basketball. So it'll be exciting to see how NIU men's basketball does this year. But most importantly, we have a very important football game this week. This Wednesday at Husky Stadium, we welcome Central Michigan with an opportunity to go 1-0 this week. We have to win this football game. And ahead of this game, we had the opportunity to talk with Coach Hammett uh, just about a little bit about Ohio because we didn't get an opportunity to speak with him after Ohio. And then a little bit about Central Michigan. And what Coach said was that he had time to evaluate the Ohio game. The team played hard. They played physical. But in the end, they did not make enough plays to win the game said as we turned the page, we had a good few days of practice and there may be the opportunity to see if we can maximize the four game rule for certain players. So some players may be getting an opportunity to play out there on Wednesday uh, in one of their redshirt season games. The mini bye week gives the, he said the mini bye week gives the kids time to recover and relax. Um, this week with central Michigan, it's a stronger opponent, way better than their record says they're a good offensive and defensive football team, despite what the numbers say. Um, as far as as far as their team goes, or as far as our team goes, he said they're playing more together. We have a better team defense. Every technique and fundamental is important to the defense and being worked on throughout the week. As far as Central Michigan goes, so I definitely had a blunder in the press conference. I don't know if we'll see Richardson or Nichols, who have been the staple the last few years for Central Michigan. So for us, he didn't really tip his hat on which quarterback is playing, but he said, whatever QB is out there, we're making sure that we're putting in concepts to beat man coverage, have some easy access type throws, explosive passing game. They worked extensively on the passing game and especially in third down and red zone situations, they have to improve on those things. He said, he also said uh, Daniel Richardson may not be playing. And then also Nichols hasn't been playing. He said 16 came in last week, gave them the ability to have the QB run game. He expects to see both quarterbacks, and he did mention that Nichols has been out for the last two weeks. Um, 
as far as their defense goes, he says they understand how to get after the quarterback. They stay in manageable situations on third down, and their defensive end number nine is tenacious. Says that their linebackers are also good at filling the gaps to stop the running game. And then as far as us, he said, offensively, we have to package things differently for the red zone. The things we have been deficient on are things that we have been trying to attack over the last few days. So, yeah, um, must win game. Have to win every single game for the rest of the season. Have to go 4-0. Otherwise, we are not going to a bowl game. And I think at the very least, especially coming off a year, that you won a MAC championship, you have to get to a bowl game. Now, I know we're probably not in contention for the MAC. I do have the standings here. By technicality, we're not eliminated because Buffalo did beat uh, Toledo last week. But we're two games out with four games to go. So this game serves as an elimination game because we are tied currently on the season at one and three. Uh, with Central Michigan, as they are also two and six on the season, so have to find a way to win this football game. Don't know who we're going to see at quarterback. I did see that Ethan Hampton is not on the death chart. I might as well just pull it up here. See what we got. It's probably Justin Lynch, to be honest, because Rocky didn't even dress last week, so I'm wondering if he's just not going to be playing, but. Yeah, so the oh well the death chart says Rocky Lombardi or Justin Lynch. So we'll see. Either way, doesn't matter. Who's that quarterback? Who's that running back? Who's at any of the positions? The guys that are on the field have to find a way to win this game. It's a home game. Three of the final four games of the season are at home. Are those matching games? And yeah. I mean, it's simple. I, I tweeted it after we lost last week's game. Just win, baby. Just win. It's been a lot harder than it has been in years past with the exception of the COVID year. But it's very winnable from here on out. So, obviously, this week you have Central Michigan. And then after Central Michigan, you have Western Michigan. But that one's on the road. And then you close out the season with two games at home one against Miami of Ohio, and then one against Akron. If I had to rank the games, the toughest game is probably Miami of Ohio. But if we can go into Akron at five and six, I love our chances to finish the season at six and six with an opportunity to go to a bowl game. But defensively, we have to play a sound game. Central Michigan is a team that still can hurt you in, in a variety of ways. They have good offensive players. And we've seen them play great games. They, I mean, they scored like 40 points at the beginning of the season uh, against Oklahoma State. And Oklahoma State's like a top 10 team still. So over the last few weeks, their offense hasn't been as good. They had 17 against Toledo, 17 against or 16 against Ball State. Ball State had 17. They won that one by one. Uh, they beat Akron and they lost their last game to Bowling Green, 34 to 18. And if you lose to Bowling Green, that's that's bad. So, so yeah, their stat leaders are obviously still Richardson and Nichols. But last week, quarterback Jace Bauer, who's a freshman, played for them. So 6'3", 215, good size for a quarterback. But 
who knows what we will get out or what we will see when we get out there on Wednesday. Uh, college football is just its own animal as far as the injuries. You don't really know until you get into the game to see who you're going to be you know, going up against when there's players that are in question. But as far as this game goes against us, I would assume we have to be the favorites, right? We're the home team. Terrible records. People probably aren't going to be paying too much attention to this game. But let's see. So FBI gives us a 60.6% chance to win this game. And... The spread is not available, but I would assume that we'll probably be the favorites, and it'll probably be a high over/under. But I don't know. I still think that this is a a relative coin flip game. Both teams are as desperate as can be. It's an elimination game. We cannot afford to not play a complete game, and they have to find a way to. They can't go into this final stretch of the season with nothing to play for because that's just terrible. That's just a terrible time. Like you want to have the chance each week to get that one and oh, this is their mentality, their mantra, find a way to win one game at a time, survive in advance. And now they literally have to win one at a time, survive in advance, survive in advance in order to keep their season alive. And it's going to be tough, but it starts this week. It starts at home. It starts at Husky Stadium where hopefully, you know, despite the team's record, probably despite the fact that it's going to be terrible weather, we got to find a way to get out there and make it hard on Central Michigan. And as I have the ESPN main page up, tickets to this game can be found as low as $3. So, if you're not a student, if you're not a season ticket holder, if you just go to single games, Vivid Seats has them for $3 right now. So, yeah, find a way to win a football game. Us as fans, let's find a way to get to the football game. I actually have some family coming to this game. My little brother is graduating high school this year and wants to be in the marching band here at NIU. So, proud brother moment. He's coming to a game, I guess, on like a visit. And I have some family members coming as well. So hopefully they could find a way to uh, win a football game. And hopefully my family will have fun because I don't think my little brother has ever been to an NIU game. He had a a competition here a few years back that they actually won. So he's won and on Husky State or at Husky Stadium, but he's never been to one of our football games. My other two brothers have, but the youngest one in the family, uh, my little brother Julian, who is the one who wants to go here, has not. So hopefully uh, he, he ends up coming here as a student, and hopefully uh, he ends up in the marching band. But it'll be a good and cool experience for him uh, to be able to just see how we get down over here at Husky Stadium. But offensively, Coach always talks about in these winter months, you have to be able to run the football you have to be able to control the clock. And with what we've seen out of our passing offense, I know they worked on it, and I know we still have to get better at it. I think these last four games of the season, we have to do what works, right? We have to do what we're best at, and that is 
pound the rock with Wei Lee and Ontario Brown. Obviously, if Justin Lynch is that quarterback, you know he's probably going to get like 10-plus carries or 10-plus, you know, attempts. And we got to play good defense. And I think all things considered, the way the defense has continued to get to get better throughout the season, we're in a good position to have a, a stretch run by them where they could finish the season where we're sitting here saying it's the tale of two halves. Where the first half, we didn't know what we were going to get, but we knew it wasn't good. In the second half, the defense came to play, and they prepared themselves week in and week out in order to put this team in a better position. So I like those things about this team. I also believe that with our offensive and defensive line, we're going to need stellar performances as we always get from them. But colder weather game, Probably going to be windy. You know how it gets out here in DeKalb. So in the event that we do start passing it a little bit more, we're going to need clean pockets for Justin or clean pockets for Rocky or whoever's back there. And we can trust our receivers to make plays when their numbers are called. Cole, Casper, Shamar, all those guys. But I just hope that we can find a way to win this game without having to show our hand on, on what type of team we're going to be the last four weeks. Because one of the things that's been difficult about this year is the quarterback position has been up for grabs. We've played three different guys, and each guy does different things. Each guy can do more or do less in this offense, you know? So we really don't know what we're looking at for these last four weeks, but one thing we can guarantee that we can get a good performance from is the offensive line and the running. So with that being said, I'm looking for 200 plus yards from AB from Ontario Brown and uh, from Harrison Whaley on defense, Dave Vern Rainier, friend of the program, a guy that we just talked to a week ago, went down with injury. It's going to be hard to see his, his role filled, especially at the level he was playing. So, on the defensive side of the ball, I'm going to look to Kyle Pugh. I'm going to look to that leader on that defense, the veteran, and he needs to have, like, another 10-plus tackle game. He needs to, to almost pick up some of the slack. Him and Routine need to pick up the slack where, you know, Rainer left it, and hopefully he can get healthy soon because probably one of the best players on our defense, one of the best defensive players in the conference. And – need to see him get back on track but the second level of the defense is going to be important this week in stopping the running game if we do or do not see Lou Nichols we don't know but quality back and they're a good coach team in Jim McElwain so it is what it is but on the season by the numbers they average 25 points a game they give up 29.9 they average 380 3.6 yards and give up 368 245 through the air 123 on the ground so there will be opportunities to attack them through the air it's not that they won't be there but we just don't really know who we are as a passing offense and until we figure that out it's it's difficult for me to come on here and say you know what exactly we're going to do so I look forward to seeing 
what type of performance we get from this team on Wednesday. But if it's not a win, it ruins the rest of the season because, you know, you can't finish six and six. You definitely can't win the MAC, and it's tough. But I think that we can find a way to win this game. We can find a way to win it close. It's probably going to be a one-possession game. It's great that we have John Richardson firing on all cylinders and, and you know, making a majority of his last 10 kicks. We're going to need him this week. And we needed him last year against Central Michigan. I think for a final score, I do think kind of a more high-scoring game. Uh, defensively, though, I don't see us giving up more than 30, though, against this team. So I think I'm going to say 31 to 27. So not super high-scoring. Not low scoring, but like right smack dab in the middle for a Mac game. And I think we need to follow the same model that we did a few weeks back against uh, Eastern Michigan, where we were rolling them at the half and you just kind of finish the game out. We need to get early points. We need to establish a lead. We need to get a couple early stops on defense and then let the rest take care of itself because I don't want to see them having to chase points like they did last week. They were chasing touchdowns with field goals, eventually lose the game by seven points. I'd like to see them get out to a fast start. I'd like to see them play within their game, and I'd like to see a halftime lead that is held until the end of this one. We roll to three and six, and, and we're on to Western Michigan. But overall, offensively, big game from the backs. Like to see over 200 yards from Brown and Wei Lee. Defensively, like to see 10 tackles from Pew. I'd like to see a good, clean game, obviously, from the front seven. Overall, obviously losing Rayner, but we know what we're going to get from that D-line. And then on the back end, this is a team that likes to throw for about 250 yards a game. So we have to find a way to limit that and try to have them beat us in the trenches, which we know. We're a lot better uh, when teams are trying to beat us that way as opposed to over the top of our defensive back sets. So, yeah, close one here at Husky Stadium. I got 31-27. Um, it's action. It's Wednesday night. I know if you're a student and you're a listener, it's tough scheduling-wise, but you won't regret coming out to Husky Stadium to watch some football on a Wednesday night, especially if you're a football fan. And, I mean, if you're not a football fan, we appreciate you listening, but I I don't know how you found us if you don't like football because that's the majority of what we talk about. I know we got into a little bit of uh, wrestling and gymnastics and women's and men's basketball earlier, but that's just, you know, simply due to the fact that I was there today for the media day and I would be doing a disservice if I didn't give out, you know, what the coaches said and their important dates for this upcoming season. But overall, I think it's a very winnable game. And it's a must win for us at home in front of Husky Faithful. We got to get out there, got to be loud, got to be supportive and heckle, but heckle within uh, within boundaries. Don't be that guy to the Central Michigan players because at the end of the day, they're just kids. But yeah, big one here, pretty much the Super Bowl of our season, which will be 
four times rolled over for the rest of the season, but have to find a way to win this game, have to find a way to get, get to three and six. As far as the episodes go, so obviously with Rocky, the Rocky Lombardi show having its last episode record on Monday, our schedule is going to change too, obviously, with Max. And so from my understanding, the media sessions are Friday morning. So there will still be a new episode come Monday, like to get you prepared for the game. So I guess you could say expect the pregames Monday. They'll have interviews uh, with football players. The football players weren't there today, but the basketball players were. So that's why we threw Anthony up on the show, get him uh, some exposure before the season starts and just kind of wanted to hear from them to see how everything's been going. Cause the way coach Bernal was talking had me very intrigued to see how they will, they will play this season, but Monday will be the new pregame show. And then with Wednesday games, expect the postgame show by Thursday morning. Like for your morning commute, it'll probably get posted Wednesday night after the game. Uh, whenever I can get it done, usually takes me a few hours to record and edit everything down. But by the time you get in your car, your cup of coffee in the morning on Thursday, win, lose, or draw, you'll have that post game. And then, yeah, other than that, I don't think I have too much else to discuss. Uh, just got to find a way to win. Got to find a way to go 1-0 and this week. But I would like to thank Anthony Crump for jumping on at the beginning of the show to get us all caught up to speed with NIU men's basketball. And then I look forward to seeing uh, what happens out there this Wednesday at Husky Stadium. I'll be out there. Um, I look forward to another win, hopefully, and just an opportunity to see this team put their best foot forward. But again, we do appreciate you for listening to this episode of Huskies on Tap, presented to you by Fatty's Pub and Grill and brought to you by OnTap Sportsnet. I'm your host, Brandon Suarez. You can follow me on Twitter at BDON300. You can follow our main account at Huskies on Tap. We do appreciate you for listening. We'll be back with you guys on the other side of the Central Michigan game. Got nothing else for you. And go Huskies. Yeah. I got drink of living left in the kitchen whipping magic. I got drink of living left in the kitchen with magic. We got London on the track. I ain't asked now for nothing. I took the heart away. Twelve put me over, coming with it. The, they took my heart away. Heart away. Heart away. Heart away. Jumping in hard.